Welcome to The Code, your guide to health and human performance. I'm your host, Dr. Andrew Fix from Physio Room, a performance-based rehab facility here in Denver. On this podcast, we're going to explore the key areas of your life that impact your overall health and wellness, from sleep hygiene and stress management to nutrition, movement, relationships, and more. We bring you conversations with industry experts and top performers to share strategies they have for cracking the code on health and human performance. Now let's get to today's show. What's up, guys? Dr. Andrew Fix back here for another episode on the code. Really appreciate your guys' time tuning in to this episode. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here and support the show. And hopefully the show is supporting you in some of your you know, health and training and fitness and whatnot goals that you have. You know, the whole goal with this show was to try and help talk to awesome people who are sort of pushing the bounds on health and human performance, talk to awesome providers who are really focusing on the quality that they're providing to their patients and clients, and really talk about the things that you can do to help yourself live an awesome life, right? And really like continue to be active and be adventurous and do all of the things that that you love to do. So with this episode, what we're going to do is we're going to kind of take a very subtle, not like a big turn, but we're going to go a little bit deeper down the path here on what the last solo episode was, where, where we were talking about how the body is something that it's such a gift, right? And with that gift comes a lot of responsibility. Like we only get one of these. When you deal with injuries, you have to address them. When you know you have health issues, you have to address them. It's much easier. Um, takes work on the front end, but it's much easier to like hopefully try to avoid those things altogether, right? Not all injuries are avoidable, but a lot of the other health issues that we deal with, nutrition and and lifestyle and stress driven, they kind of are. A lot of the things in our lifestyle we can modify to improve the the life that we live, to avoid things like high blood pressure and heart disease and and other things. Obesity is obviously a big problem. So as you can tell by the title of this episode, we're going to talk about adapting. So adapt and overcome and modifying your activities and your training based off of injuries that you have. And where this topic sort of came from is if you listen to the last episode, you know that recently I went through a small Achilles procedure, a minimally invasive procedure to remove scar tissue from my Achilles and um, and do PRP injections to facilitate healing so that I can hopefully get back to a sport and activity that I really love, which is running. And running and jumping are some things that I've been really limited in over the past multiple years. And this same kind of conversation just has kept coming up over the last few weeks. I actually had the opportunity <laughs> to speak with multiple parents of uh, one, a potential client and one, an actual client now in our office, who um, both of their children these two separate families, these two children have gone through injuries in their sport and both requiring surgery. One, this is a situation where this this young man, he's in high school, he has had multiple ACL injuries and he now is having an ACL reconstruction for the third time, twice on one of his knees and he's had one on the other. And he has been to physical therapy, you know, pretty much not exactly nonstop, but pretty continuously over the course of the last few years. And after repeated injuries, after he gets back to playing lacrosse for this young man, you know, they're just seeking out a different option, a different, you know, place for him to attend physical therapy because 
you know, he just keeps winding up back in the same place that he was, even though, even though they thought that he was in a place where he was going to be healed and not have to deal with this anymore. Um, unfortunately, here we go. We have another injury. And then the story that I'm going to get into a little bit more is this other young man who actually broke his ankle playing soccer. And um, he waited for a few weeks for swelling and things to come down, had surgery and um, was in a cast for a few weeks and now has just transitioned to a walking boot. However, he's not walking, still using crutches and will be transitioning to putting weight on that leg in the boot. He has not yet started, you know, traditional physical therapy um, after the surgery from like referred from the orthopedic surgeon, but that's scheduled to start here very soon. And, you know, what we're going to talk about is modifying your activity and adapting based off the injury that you have. And this young man, he's 17 and sort of the the experience that he had in the physician's office and with the medical professionals that he was speaking with was, okay, you broke your ankle. So you're going to have surgery. So don't do anything basically until you have surgery. And then, okay, now you have had the surgery. You're in this cast. So you can basically only exercise your upper body until you get the boot off is essentially the story that he was told and the direction that he was given was use the crutches. Obviously you're you're walking and crutching along on the other leg, but the only exercise you can do is with your upper body. You can still go to the gym, do upper body things. And I sort of had this conversation with, with his mom and was able to, you know, I don't like to use the word convince, but I was able to encourage them to come into the office and just let them know that there are a lot of things that we can still do that are going to be beneficial for your son to get back on the soccer field as quickly as possible once he's out of that boot. Even if, based off the precautions he has from his surgery, even if that limits us from doing very much stuff at all with his foot or ankle. So I just want to tell you like what we were able to accomplish in that appointment and then also share with you some of the experience that I've been having with this Achilles rehab that I've started in, in ways that I've found to try and still be active, exercise, and like try not to let all my other goals and ambitions and things that I want to accomplish totally go out the window, even though I'm dealing with an injury and dealing with a recovery process. So this young man comes into the appointment, first and foremost, after having some, some conversation, getting to know each other a little bit, because he just had surgery, just got out of the boot and, and progressed out of the cast, I did absolutely check out his foot and ankle and make sure everything looked like it was healing and going as well and appropriate as it should be there. And um, we found no issues. I mean, seems like his surgeon did a phenomenal job. I expect his injury to heal really well based on everything that I can tell. And then because he he has a lot of kind of precautions, they pretty much just want him to keep that foot in the boot most of the time and he can just do little movements. We focused on the rest of his body when he was there because this young man plays high level soccer. He's hoping to get back to soccer ASAP once he's out of that boot. And he has a large event in July that he's hoping to play. And this is like early April that we're recording this and that that this, um, you know, kind of conversation and appointment took place. So we don't have a lot of time, right? I mean, it's not like it's in a month, but it's coming up very quickly. And what after doing a little bit of an assessment, what I was able to point out to them was like, there had been like a, you know, multiple, you know, five week or so period here between like when the injury happened and when I was seeing him. And during that time, he really hasn't been doing anything with the leg that was injured, with the ankle that was broken and with that entire leg. And you can see a very noticeable difference in what we call atrophy 
or loss of muscle due to not using it in the size of his one leg compared to the other in areas like his quadriceps, his hamstrings, his calf, like not just the ankle, right? Not just the calf and the ankle, but all the way up to his hip is like noticeably smaller and weaker on the one side compared to the other because he hasn't been using it. And he was told not to do that, right? He was told to not use it because of the injury. So what we focused on is, of course, he can continue to do a lot of upper body exercises, but how with him in that walking boot, can we still find ways to train his legs and to train his core and his hips and his knees, even though we're not supposed to be doing much with that injured ankle that is trying to heal? How can we prepare the rest of his body and the rest of his lower extremities for the demands of getting out of that boot? Hey guys, Dr. Andrew Fix from Physio Room here. Thanks again for tuning in to listen to us on the code. Really appreciate your time. And for that, I want to share a special offer from Physio Room extended to you guys. So if you want to have an opportunity to work with us at Physio Room for any fitness, performance rehab, pain relief, whatever that might be, when you reach out to us to schedule your appointment in person or virtual, we're going to offer you 20% off for being a code listener. So just be sure to mention that you heard about it on the podcast, and we will make sure to extend that offer to you. We look forward to working with you. Thank you so much, guys. Picture this, you've got a boot on your leg, but you're going to your local gym and you're sitting on a leg extension machine. And you're able to still like push the pad forward using your quad muscles or vice versa. You're sitting on a hamstring curl machine or lying down on a hamstring curl machine, whether it's seated or whether it's prone where you're lying on your stomach and you're able to lift or pull the pad either up or down, depending if it's the seated or laying down version of the machine to engage the muscles of the back of your thigh, your hamstring, and use that and still get some strength benefit out of that. Imagine you're sitting on a machine or using a band of some sort or a ball in between your knees and you're either pushing outward against the machine or against that band to engage the muscles on the outside of your hip or squeezing inward against the ball or pushing the pads of a machine together for like a hip, what we call abduction or adduction, meaning pushing out or pushing in um, with your legs to use the muscles of your hip. You know, we, this is a young man that's in great shape. He plays high level soccer. As I mentioned, I had him doing hanging leg raises. He was hanging from a pull-up bar, raising his knees and raising his legs up. Then of course we went over a variety of ankle and calf in front of the shin, like front of the leg strengthening exercises that he can do with bands right there in the comfort of his own home that like they already have some exercise equipment in the home that he can use. So I showed him ways to modify all of these things that he can use a band and hook it to his squat rack and still do a lot of strengthening for his ankle, both on the good side and the side that he is trying to rehab, right? As soon as he gets the green light to do some of these things so that we're not waiting and we're not finding ourselves behind the eight ball. Because a lot of times we get told, wait until you are cleared for physical therapy or wait until you're out of the boot to start doing any rehabilitation for your ankle or for your leg. And even though what I'm not telling you is like not to give that area time to heal, what I am telling you is don't forget about the rest of your body. And even if like this was a perfect scenario, I remember having this conversation with the mom and she said, this was so great that we came in for this appointment because we didn't know any of this stuff. We didn't know that we were able, that my son was able to still do these things until we had this conversation, until we had this appointment. 
And, you know, fortunate for the situation. And, you know, I think fortunate for this conversation. I've been through my fair share of injuries and in rehab too. And I've had to get creative with finding ways to still challenge myself, finding ways to still work my body and not lose progress on the areas that we've, uh, we've gained it, whether it's strength or mobility. While you are trying to let that injured and rehabbing area still heal from either the trauma of the injury or the trauma of the surgery or whatever that might be. So the things that I was encouraging this young man to do have been like very similar things to what I've been doing. When I first had this Achilles procedure, I found myself crutching to the gym, well, not crutching to the gym, driving to the gym, crutching into the gym. And instead of going to the gym that I typically spend time in, which you've heard coaches on this show from Lions Den Strength, Mobility, and Performance, where I typically train, which is a very functional fitness facility with a lot of free weights, a lot of kettlebells, barbells, big turf area. And like, we're not typically utilizing machines very much where you're just pin selecting the weight that you want to use and it, the machine only moves in one fashion. I chose to go to a gym like that just so I could still get some training in without the hassle of having to, while I'm on crutches, pick up a weight and bring it over to a bench or load up a barbell to do squats or something like that. And I was using pressing and pulling machines, lat pull down machines, sitting down with some dumbbells, doing some lighter things from my arms so that I wasn't trying to carry heavy, heavy dumbbells while I was hopping or crutching around before I could put weight on my leg. And then I was doing the same thing with the leg machines, hip machines, pressing out, pressing in, leg extensions. I was still doing single leg leg presses um, and single leg squats on the side that I did not have the walking boot on that I, you know, I was not supposed to weight bear for a few days. And, you know, I think this brings up an important topic when we have an area that is injured or rehabbing, you know, maybe someone had a shoulder surgery or injury and they're in a sling. And a lot of times people in our office or people that I talk to on social media or email or in the community, they'll ask me questions like, well, shouldn't I not work out the other side because my arm's in a sling, and then I'm just going to create this big imbalance for when I get out of the sling. Wouldn't it be smarter to not continue to lift with my good side so that I don't have as big of a gap or an imbalance between my two arms? And from an imbalance standpoint, I guess I can understand the rationale behind that question. Maybe I would have asked the same question if I didn't have the information and knowledge that I have based on all the training. However, the fact of the matter is, if you're in a, a boot or you're non-weight bearing, you're in a sling for your shoulder or something like that, you are going to have significant atrophy of that area. Whether it's your leg, whether it's your arm, it doesn't really matter. You're going to have noticeable and significant atrophy, especially the like the longer period of time that you're in that, right? If you're, say, in a sling for a month or six weeks, or you're in a boot for four weeks, like this young man is going to be, you're going to have significant loss of muscle mass in that area. One of the things that we can see as a benefit to continuing to train the other side, because ultimately everything in our body connects from a neurological standpoint, you know, everything that meets in the spinal cord and up in the brain, by continuing to train the side that's not injured, you actually see in studies reduction in the amount of atrophy that people go through. So it would behoove you to continue to train that side so that you don't lose as much muscle mass on the side that you're rehabbing and that, and that has been injured. And even though 
you may develop a bigger gap, if you will, between the two, because you're going to hopefully continue to at least maintain, if not get stronger on the other side. You're not going to be digging yourself as big of a hole on the side that you uh, that is injured, that you are trying to rehab. So you're going to be starting from a higher floor, if that makes sense, even though you're raising the bar on the ceiling on the good side. So there is a huge, huge benefit. And if you're someone listening to this who has gone through an injury and you're trying to rehab, I would encourage you and I would highly suggest, not even just encourage, I would suggest you continue to train as much as you can with the rest of your body, including your other limb, right? Whether that's your arm, whether that's your leg, don't forget about it because if you're, even though you're like using crutches or something, you actually can get weaker on the the good side if you don't continue to train because just crutching to and from one place to sit to another, to the car, to the workplace, from the couch, to the bedroom, whatever that might be, that's not going to help you maintain the strength and activity of that leg like it would if you were up normally walking around. So, you know, I think you see where we're getting at with this episode. If you have an injury, of course, you have to address that, right? It may be a significant injury. You know, it may be something like an ACL tear or like an ankle break or anything else, maybe just a minor sprain. But there has to be some healing that takes place. But that does not mean we have to ignore the rest of our body. That means we should double down and continue to put the effort and put the emphasis on the things that we still can. Like maybe you have a significant ankle sprain and you can't continue to train the way that you're used to. But now you can spend that time working on the shoulder that sort of bothers you, but never really was enough to stop you from doing anything. Now is a perfect opportunity to put more effort there to help address that little thing that's been bothering you, even though it's not turned into a significant injury. Let's hopefully prevent and make sure that it never does, right? So what I want to leave you guys is, you know, literally the title of this episode, right? Adapt and overcome modifying your training with injury. When you get injured, that does not mean that your training stops or takes a break because life doesn't take a break for us, right? Life is what happens when you are busy doing other things. And if you get hurt, we got to find ways to do other things to continue to move that needle forward. And it's only going to better prepare you and your body to come back from that injury, hopefully at least at the level, if not stronger than you ever did before, right? And I know we all know stories of athletes who suffered significant injuries and they were able to come back and still compete at a really, really high level. And it doesn't matter if you're an athlete or you're just a normal person competing in the game that we all call life. There's things that you can continue to do to prepare your body for what lies ahead. So again, thank you so much for all of you guys that tuned in to listen to this episode here on The Code. Really couldn't do it without you and really appreciate your time. Again, we do have a goal here on this show. We're trying to get to 200 five-star reviews here on the podcast platform that you chose to listen to this. So if you have any questions, please go drop some comments on there. And it would be wonderful if we saw one of your your reviews pop up. Thank you so much for those in advance. And um, we look forward to catching you next time on another episode of The Code. We'll talk to you later.